morning, Megan. Good morning. How are you this fine Sunday that we are recording this for I'm our Wednesday release? Doing pretty good now that it's not raining anymore. Oh my gosh, yeah. It was very loud, in fact. Very last loud. Night. Yes. Um, that would have been a great moment to record the podcast. I think, yeah. Five in the morning. Storm mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Full on thunderstorm happening outside. Yes. Your dog freaking out. Yes. My dog Sleeping. freaking out separately because she's a puppy. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Darcy is with us once again. Um, Darcy, thank you for gracing us with your presence, although it is a hyper one today. Yes, we're very hyper today. We are learning to not eat shoes. See, I'm sorry, I'm nine weeks old. (laughs) (laughs) Still has a great belly, just FYI for all of our listeners. If you learned anything today, it's that Darcy's belly is still A1, so you can just stop right here. Um, Great episode. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so we're here to talk about the Enneagram 5s. We are. And I'm excited about our guest today, but uh, I'm biased, so... Yeah, I think you might be a little biased. (laughs) Uh, But let's talk about the fives. Let's figure out who they are. So tell us about them. So the fives are called the investigators. Um, Their basic fear is of being useless, helpless, or incapable. Their basic desire is to be capable and competent. Um, And their deadly sin is called avarice, which is another word for greed. Um, but not in, yeah, not greedy as in money or material objects. Like they're not seeking to be rich or things like that. Yeah. Um, they are seeking, and there's two different sides of it. They're seeking to maintain and retain what they already have. So oh. their energy, their relationships, um, their thoughts, they're trying to maintain that. Um, but they are also seeking like an extreme amount of knowledge. Okay. Um, so... They are always looking for more knowledge. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard greed... Ex- and actually, I will say, this is common, I think, for all the types. The deadly sin is one word, but it always means the not normal definition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is no different. Yep. <laughs> I would have never expected greed. To- but, I mean, I guess that makes sense if they're trying to always have more knowledge. They they want more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Healthy, average, unhealthy? So, a healthy five um, has a healthy balance between participation and observation. Um, They have an in-depth knowledge in several areas, and they enjoy sharing their findings with others. An average five has a scarcity mindset. Um, It leads them to hoarding time, space, and affection, and they feel better observing than participating, and they substitute thinking for feeling. They are very reliant on themselves. Um, and that'll make more sense once I explain the fives a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and the unhealthy fives don't want to depend on anyone for anything. Yep, that's They the are truth. trapped in believing that there is not enough of themselves, and they are very judgmental, cynical, and sarcastic. They completely separate themselves from others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was, my dad's a five, and he's an extremely social five. Huh, interesting. He's very, um, I mean, he can, he's almost three sometimes, I swear, but he's five. Interesting. Very interesting. Five men. Got yeah. two very different ones. Yes, you life. do. Yes, you do. Yeah. So Anyways. you want to know a little bit more about the fives? Obviously. Okay, so the fives, like, huge desire is to possess knowledge and to understand the environment and have everything figured out as a way of defending themselves from threats from the environment. Okay. Um, which sounds super interesting. Yeah. But they prefer to observe rather than actively participate. So mm-hmm. they are the wallflower. They are watching everything that's going on. Um, and they are like the ones and the nines, they are able to complete, be completely objective in situations and see all sides. But the difference between them and the nines is that they are not scared of conflict. And so, they will give you an honest opinion about, like, all of the sides and about Mm -hmm. who's going to win, that kind of thing. Doesn't matter which side they are on, they can give an honest opinion. They are truly Switzerland. Um, Which is a great... I mean, I love that about Fives. Yes. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. So, they they are really motivated to do that. Um, And they are also hugely, like motivated to control themselves um and retain their thoughts energy time relationships kind of thing and the best way that i can describe it is like if you have your phone 
um, and it's on like 10% and you're not near a charger. You're not going to be home for hours, but you need your phone to be charged. You need it to be on. You're going to stop checking social media. You're going to stop checking your emails. You're going to stop responding to texts because you need your phone to stay charged. And that is how they are constantly operating is like a phone battery on 10%. They're like, no, I can't make time for that because I need to stay charged. Like, um, so they won't like maybe fill their schedule with a couple of things, but they are fully aware of like, my energy is going to deplete by this time. I will not plan anything after that time. Interesting. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is good to know. Yeah. As, as many fives as I know. I don't know a whole lot about, like, the in-depth side of them. They're so very... They like to be... Which is, um, I think they like. They, they don't... like to be very mysterious. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about unhealthy fives? Yes. They um, they depend on anyone for Yes, yes, yes. They yes, don't yes. want to depend on anyone for anything. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So... Um, the great thing about them is that they're objectively able to understand all sides. Um, and they're able to give like a very honest opinion that's very knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't like to be uninformed. They don't like to be seen as foolish. Um, and so they are going to make sure that they know all of the information. Yep. Um, and then they go to type seven and stress. Which is crazy to me. Crazy. Um, just to see a five just going off the walls as a (laughs) unhealthy seven. Um, and they go to type eight in health, um, which is always interesting if they're being very healthy, they're actively able to participate, but they're also very good arguers. That um, is my dad. I will, my mom will be listening to this and she'll be like, "Whoop! yep, there's Kevin. There's Kevin. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yep. So it's super interesting, but. Yeah, seriously, of all the types for them to lean towards, uh, yeah, I would not have picked a seven or an eight. That's like At the all? that's like the one going to seven and health. Yes, like you're like, how does that, how does that work? And like, once we have our episode with the sevens, our confusion on that will be very clear. <laughs> yeah. Sevens are fun. They're so fun. <laughs> they are so fun. Okay, so what? I guess you kind of already answered this. What fives bring to the table is, I mean, they're Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Then that's, and it's always good, especially with like women if we have a five that can bring us down from those really intense emotions Mm -hmm. to logistically see logistically logically see things um their point of view and i i really appreciate that personally as an emotional uh person person yes you know yeah it's it's really nice because they can give all of the logical information about things um just the difficult part is that like me and you are so emotion centered and that is not them. Right. Um, we are now entering into the last triad, um, which is um, the mind triad. So everything happens in the brain. Um, fives are very disconnected from their feelings. They like to be very disconnected from their feelings. Mm -hmm. So, um, that can be difficult for them is that, they're looking at all of it objectively. Yeah. Feelings are not involved. Yep. And so when choosing a side, they can choose a side based on information. They're not going to choose it on feelings. Which is good sometimes. Which is good sometimes. But not also all the time. Emotions. But some. Emotions are from good. us, yes. Emotions the feeling centers, we, we need emotions to play in. Yes, so. thank you for your logic, but also feel yeah. the situation. <laughs> but how do they feel? I know. Yep. Seriously. So as a four, do you ever have a five wing? I know your three wing is so strong. I do occasionally. Um, it pops up very rarely. I think, I know a lot of people that have talked about like, that are fours that are, like, big into the Enneagram, that they've talked about that they notice their five wing coming out stronger. Like, the older they get, they get more into it. Um, and Maybe because so, they just, they've been through more things, and so they know more things. Yeah, or they just kind of, like, the threes are very social, and yeah. so they just kind of gravitate more towards the introverted side of recluse yeah recluse (laughs) a little bit um I do notice like when I am feeling really stressed um I do either go to the two unhealthy side or I like kind of recluse a little bit and I do a lot of research and Mm -hmm. that's when my five wing shows up okay um so interesting it happens when I'm like stressed about work and things like that that makes sense things that you want to be really good at Mm -hmm. yep 
that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, anything else about the fives that we should know? I think we're ready to get started. All right, let's bring in the fiance. Let's do it. Okay, Alex Kiefer, welcome to Kiefer Podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Let it be known, getting a five on any podcast is a feat in itself. It's rough. So the fact that his future wife has one and is making him do this. Very convenient for you, right? Yes, very, very convenient. convenient of all the types. Very convenient. It's good to make a five do this because they don't have a choice. Well, I feel like your dad would willingly do it. Oh, 1,000%. Your dad would willingly do yeah. it. He's very social. Very social, but he definitely has the traits of like, oh, she did bite into that. It's leaking on the side. Yep. Megan's got a, is that milk? It's a protein Milch? drink. Protein. And Darcy bit into it. Because what is Megan's is Darcy's. Yep. <laughs> Dog mom life. Okay, so let's do this. Alex, tell us who you are, what you do, and something you collect. Thank you. Well, my name's Alex Kiefer. Uh, I'm a forensic accountant. I've been doing that for about four years now. We'll come back to what that means because I know a lot of people don't know what that means. Yeah, well, I get that question all the time. But what do you collect? <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, I got two things for this question, but it all kind of relates to the same thing. So... For the longest time since I was a kid, I've been collecting keychains just from any vacation, trip, anywhere we've gone as a family for trips. But like even more recently, kind of late high school, I started collecting um, souvenir baseballs. Which is so cool. Which is super cool. I love baseball and just like, you know, I don't even remember which location it started in, but just, you know, any location. Like I've got baseballs from Los Angeles to Atlanta to Boston and they're kind of cool though because they have like a lot of the landmarks and kind of significant areas within those each of those cities they're kind of unique to each city which is pretty cool how did you figure out that you could collect said baseballs i did not know that was a thing until we started dating i just uh again i can't remember exactly where it was i was thinking maybe it was like disney world even or or niagara falls i can't remember which place it was first but it was just walking into a souvenir store and you you see these baseballs and it's like oh (laughs) wait a minute that's cool (laughs) that is pretty cool so i thought you know i like baseball a lot you know that's something different yeah it's not your typical mug or keychain or t-shirt that most people collect (laughs) you get mugs i collect mugs and t-shirts uh yeah that's really cool yeah and actually i have like i got it from my parents for christmas i have a display case now I can put all the baseballs in, which is pretty cool. Adorable. Just to see where all we've been or where all I've been. Do you have a favorite baseball? Ooh. I don't think I do. I mean, that's a a tough one. Because they are very cool, just speaking from the ones I won't lie, the Las Vegas one is pretty cool looking. Um, just because it's got all like the the hotels from the Vegas Strip in the background. It's just kind of really vibrant with all the colors and everything. Love it. Interesting. So let's go back to your job. Um, <laughs> what is a forensic accountant, Alex? A lot of people think that means you investigate dead people. Your, for, your, your wife, dead. your fiance, your wife, your fiance does not know. It, it sounds. <laughs> yes, please inform me, as it, I don't know. <laughs> it may sound cooler than what it really is. I mean, kind of the the easiest way to describe it is it's kind of like third party accounting services. So, like, if a company has any issues with their accounting, whether they've got you know fraud potentially internally or they've got some sort of financial statement issue we just kind of come in as kind of like again like third party like accountants so to speak to kind of review and analyze numbers and documents and everything like that to kind of help them yep i think the fraud's the cool cool it's (laughs) like whenever someone's like what does that mean i'm like he investigates fraud what do you do Yeah, I've been able to do that. What do you do? I mean, it's definitely the most interesting because a lot of times it's just kind of cool to, like, you know, not be able to talk about it. It's like, oh, I can't talk about that specifically. It's so, yes, legitimately. That's kind of fun to do, but, you know, a lot of times it's... And you travel. Gotten to travel some. Gotten to yeah. travel to some cool places. Some places I'm not allowed to know because, you know, forensic accounting and fraud. How fun. I know. I'm like, wow, so I hope cool. you're safe. Yeah. You never know. You're, oh, gosh. Okay, so you're a forensic accountant, so yep. you investigate dead people. Right. Um, the best is when I tell people I'm a speech pathologist, and they're like, oh, so you work in a morgue? And I'm like, yes, I'm a What? A pathologist apparently is someone that works in a morgue. 
and I'm like, the speech is so in front of So you study the mouth of dead people. Yes, I'm like, I, I talk to dead people. Yes, that's my job. I think there's a movie before. about wow. that. <laughs> the Sixth Sense? <laughs> the Megan Sense. Yeah, I think the weirdest one I've gotten when I say that I work in hospitality is, uh, oh, so you work in hospitals. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought you were going to say you work in a circus. I get a lot of uh, party planner. Mm. Like, oh, so do you do, like, the balloons? Like, that is the extent oh, of gross. my, uh, sure the ex- my wedding, expertise. I'm sure the wedding planning also is kind of the oh, yeah. go-to assumption. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I kind of help with that. Because I got a new job! Woo! Yay! What, what? <laughs> yeah, so we'll be podcasting and working. Which is... I mean, it's fine. We're doing it now. Um, okay, but we're here to talk about the Enneagram 5, Alex. So, yes. are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Or well, ready. not. <laughs> Thanks. Let's do this. I'm going to throw him under the bus the whole time. <laughs> it's like Garrett's episode. I just roast him. Yes. Uh, so, how did you discover your type? What was that like? Well, I remember you pretty much always telling me that I'm a textbook Enneagram 5, just by the definition. Sorry, I typecasted you. <laughs> but it was one of those once I, I don't know, I don't know how long ago it was, a couple of years ago, actually taking the test online. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, she's right. <laughs> the results speak for themselves. Correct. <laughs> per usual, I was right. Um, kidding. Kind of kidding. Um, did you like being a 5? Do you like being a 5? I mean, I think it's accurate. Um, You know, kind of the more digging into it and kind of the characteristics and traits, I'd say, yeah, I'm probably, you know, kind of fit that mold Mm -hmm. of the Enneagram. I mean, I do, I am the type, you know, I I know kind of the main kind of core aspect of it is like investigating and gathering knowledge. And that's kind of me. I mean. It's literally your job. You investigate dead people. It is my job. (laughs) Investigating dead people. Knowing everything there is to know about dead people. Dead people. Dead people's accounts. <laughs> dead people's accountant. That sounds like a bad movie, like a bad Halloween movie. The dead man's accountant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done with podcasting. We're gonna write a screenplay now. <laughs> we figured out so many potential side hustles from these conversations. Just kind of thinking like the Netflix tagline. You know, person dies, and then this investigator comes in and discovers some anomalies with their financial accounts. They weren't doing their Trench taxes code, correctly. The hat, full on. It's, it's essentially the sequel to the movie The Account. I was okay. I was about to say starring Ben Affleck, featuring I Alex. That. <gasps> Megan, it's so good. Alex always says that it's about his life, and let me clarify, it is not. It's loosely is based. He truly is he not? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because my really father's good. an accountant and his job is boring AF. <laughs> ben Affleck is what accountants wish uh, their job was like. <laughs> I remember, uh, funny enough, at my um, firm as a group, we actually went to go see that movie when it first came out um, in theaters. Because we were like, this. That's amazing. This is. <laughs> This is as close as it gets to a movie about accountants. So. Yeah. We get the Hallmark movies where it's like, the cute event planner, and oh my gosh, her venue canceled three days before. I'm like, uh, no. Contract states. Makes me so mad every time. Like, this is not a glamorous job. Why are you trying to make it in? Ugh. Anyways, that's not the Enneagram Fives. That is a whole separate, uh, why is my job portrayed this way episode of... I work at a morgue. Peeper podcast <laughs> with our mortician, Megan. <laughs> The Monday Mortician Megan Company. <laughs> All things. Um, okay. So let's talk conflict. Yes. How do you react to conflict? I mean, I'd say preferably I don't like dealing with conflict at all. I yeah. mean, I'd rather just kind of avoid it. I mean, it's one of those situations where kind of confronted with it, you know, preferably I'd rather not try and kind of engage, especially if it's kind of more heated or higher level conflict, if there's kind of argument or something like that. You know, my preference would be to kind of, you know, level set everything and, you know, try and calm down and everything like that. Yeah. I'd rather not like, you know, raise to de-escalate. that same level. Right, de-escalate essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, more often than not, I'd rather just kind of avoid it altogether. Just, I'd, kind of let it settle or kind of pass over rather than just taking it head on mm-hmm. and get it over with. Truly really finding that no one likes conflict. I was yeah. just thinking that. <laughs> I mean, Besides everyone, the eights. Besides the eights, no one really wants 
to deal with it. No. Some people are more willing to than others. Yeah. But I, it's really interesting, the people that are like, I'm just going to, like, when it happens, I'm just going <clears> to <throat> avoid it. Or I'm work, working preventatively. Like, you and Amani works preventatively. I'm like, peace out. I'm going to go disappear for a couple days. <laughs> I process it. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about it, but we're going to, I got to process it first. I know Alex knows that to be true. Um, I'll just, so, I mean, I'm curious what you'll say. Uh, what is it like dealing with conflict with an emotional Enneagram type as your significant other? Oh, man. Um, I mean, like he says, I mean, at least with you, like, I've had to learn, you know, you've got, for you, you have to take your time to process it, you know, and kind of, I know sometimes that's a struggle for me, because, yeah. you know, I say I like to avoid conflict, but at the same time, I kind of know... You know, almost every single time, I don't like it to linger, right? Yeah. Because then that starts stressing me out, because then I don't know kind of what the other person is feeling, and it just kind of makes it, you know, kind of awkward, and then you start feeling bad about yourself, and kind of... Yeah. Overanalyze, maybe. Right, Mm overanalyze, and you get yourself anxious and stressed about it. Yeah. What's overthinking? (laughs) (laughs) Don't know her. (laughs) Yeah. Never experienced that in my life. No, never. Not at all. No sarcasm. No, you've never had sarcasm. Mm -mm. (laughs) Sarcastic, Alex? What? What? That was the first thing I figured out about you, besides that your name is not short for anything. No, it is not. Simply (laughs) Alex. Interesting. No Alexander. It's like, we talk about kids' names for the very far into the future. Uh, He's like, it needs to be... (laughs) Thank you, Darcy. Thank you. (laughs) Let's just let it... Let's just let her bark. We're just going to let it happen. (laughs) Will I edit this out? Maybe. Maybe not. Um, uh, (laughs) I kind of love it. He's like, the kid's name has to be what they're going to be called. No no nicknames. I kind of got that from... What? I kind of got that from my mom because she said... Because I always jokingly ask her, why wasn't I named like Alexander? So she's like, I was not going to name you something and then call you like something different. So if I'm just going to call you Alex... I'm just gonna name you Alex. I'm not Such gonna call a you logical and way. Name you Alex. Very name so That's and I've kind of felt the same way about it. like if a son named Darcy, uh, Johnny or something. I'm sorry, first name that came to mind. I'm not just gonna call him John. If, or if I want to just call him John, I'm just gonna call him John. I don't hate the name John. Honestly, I kind of like it. Or William, and you just end up calling him Bill all the time. Well, that's like like so. My dad has three siblings my dad his first name is alan he's never been called alan he I goes by blake i was gonna say i did not yeah. know your dad's first name was alan my dad's first name is alan his middle name is blake he goes by blake he's that's never my, gone by alan's alan. my dad's first name oh cute i love it and then one of his sisters her name is emily reed and she's never gone by emily her name is reed like so it's like why did you name her emily in the first place but nicknames, I understand. Middle, calling them by my, their middle name, unless it's like a family name, because that's mm-hmm. what my dad is named, Alan. Yeah. It's a family name. Yeah. But it's weird. <laughs> names are weird in general. Then I would always weird. argue, just why not just go with the family name as the first name? Yeah. That's just me. Ready to argue. Everyone's different. <laughs> I respect that. Thank you for respecting that everyone's different. Um, okay, so basically with conflict... You don't like it to linger. You want it to be resolved quickly. Quickly. Right. I'd rather get it resolved quickly whether I like the result or not. I just, you know. Yeah. It just, it needs to be done. You deal with it. Think about it over. Like, you know, learn from it and move on. Good approach. It's a healthy approach, I would say. I could do to use that. (laughs) Right. But again, I know, like, that's my struggle is, like, kind of getting to that point. Because I feel like every time, like... I realize it just needs to be confronted head on, but I feel like that's the difficult part of actually you, taking it head on. Do you have to like pep yourself up a little bit? Like, okay, this conversation's going to happen. It needs to happen. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Kind of those internal thoughts spinning around. Yep. Do you have a strong inner critic? Oh, I'd say very much so. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Didn't talk about that. <laughs> I already knew the answer to that, but I wanted Megan to hear it too. I know she'd find it interesting. Mm, yes. <laughs> Oops, sorry, Meg. Okay. Continue. Alex. Yep. You love to be by yourself. You live in a one-person apartment up until, like, a month ago. Right. <laughs> How was quarantine? Uh, I'd say quarantine at the beginning was fine. I mean, it was, it was nice. Because, so, my office, so it was, like, late March, once quarantine started, we were, everyone was told to work from home, and... 
Um, that's still the case now, what, five, six months later, however long it's been. It feels like it's been a lifetime since quarantine started. And that's going to be the case the rest of the year. We actually found out last week that we're going to yeah. be working from home until 2021 at the earliest, or January 2021 at the earliest. Amazing. Um, so it's nice, you know, of course, just wake up, get out of bed, get on the laptop, go to work. Um, you know, like you said, though, you know, for the longest time until a few weeks ago, I was living at, you know, just living alone. So it was nice at first, but then after a while, it kind of gets tiring, you know, especially when you're not seeing anyone at the office and just kind of by yourself all day, 24-7 almost. Yeah, you go from point A to point B every single day and then back to point A. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. It's just like the same thing over and over and over, kind of mm-hmm. needing. So like those moments of getting like fresh air, like so I used to live by White Rock Lake, so it was nice going out getting a bike ride or going out for a walk, run, whatever, just to kind of get some fresh air and recharge. But yeah just to get some, um, some interaction out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> seeing people when you're not seeing, you know, your normal coworkers every day. Yeah. So, so maybe it's kind of like, so of course fives like to be by themselves, but maybe, um, to a certain extent it's like, okay, this is too much. And then do you start like overthinking in those times? Is do you, does your mind wander? Does that make it hard? Cause if you have an inner critic when you're by yourself, that's when the inner critic is talking the loudest. Yeah, I, I feel like that's true. You know, I guess when you're by yourself a lot, like start, like when things, especially with work, it's starting to stress you out and, you know, deadlines and whatever, you know, really kind of builds up, especially with anxiety. Cause I know I've been dealing with a lot more anxiety at work lately. You yeah. Know, things get stressful and it's like, yeah, you don't really have anyone to like talk it out with, you know, you don't have your coworkers next by to like rant or, um, mm-hmm. about anything work related. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I'd say that's kind of a struggle for sure. So I'm really interested in this. So I kind of talked about earlier, the five kind of acts like they're on a 10% battery on their phone and they don't have a charger near them. So in quarantine, really, we never, we never ran out of battery. Like we never really ran out of energy because we weren't doing anything. I mean, we were working, but we weren't leaving our house. We weren't socializing. We didn't have a schedule. We weren't traveling. Yeah. We weren't doing any of that stuff. So do you feel like you had to recharge more often or like you were kind of going crazy like getting antsy because you weren't using any of the energy that you had stored up uh yeah absolutely like I know even now so just still kind of working from home I do get kind of antsy and built up and just feeling like you know I need to get outside and do something so yeah like I mentioned before I used to live in my old apartment by White Rock Lake so really easy direct access to the trails here so you know, I found myself, you know, I had kind of a goal of like starting to get back in shape again. So I would go out and ride my bike either after work or especially on the weekends just to kind of get out. And that was kind of my mental and physical kind of release to like, you know, refresh the mind and kind of, um, you know, release any anxiety or tension. Um, um, so that's, you know, a goal I had once quarantine started to kind of go out there and, and kind of, you know, at least get out because I, I know my problem again first month was fine it's great you know working from home it's like yeah you don't have to go to the office but then after a while it does like especially if you're living by yourself it's like mm-hmm. i need i mean it's one of those where i do like my alone time but at the same time too much alone time is not good i need to yeah. see some people um <laughs> i mean i'm the type where like i don't care if i'm you know in a big crowd of people and just you know by myself so if i'm around a lot of people that's good enough for me um so I kind of found that just kind of going to White Rock, you know, just yeah. to run out on the trails and yeah. just see people. Doing what you enjoy. Exactly. Letting, and Alex likes to ride his bike at the hottest time of the day. Oh, gross. Because there's not as many people out, I don't right? mind it. And also it's, you know, sweat more, build up a uh, little better endurance. Also, I, I just don't like as many people on the trails because it's mm-hmm. kind of frustrating. You don't want to say on your right or yeah, on your especially left like white, every two seconds. Especially at White Rock Lake. I mean, I feel like course when quarantine started so many more people were deciding oh i'm gonna ride my bike now or i'm gonna go run more since i've got i have feet now (laughs) oh yeah i know a couple of people that live out out. out there and they were like there were so many people yeah because it's like there's not much else to do you can't really go to you know restaurants bars concerts yeah or anything like that so it's just kind of an alternative to go out there so Mm -hmm. so as far as Giving and receiving love. You are planning to marry this woman in February. Yes, I am. Lucky you. Lucky you, <laughs> yes. Um, how do you like to give love? 
That's a tough one. Um, There's no wrong answer, even though I'm sitting here, I promise. <laughs> I know you be better than anybody. The, has to be one of the five love languages. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I mean, that's something that I always kind of go to is the, the love languages. I mean, really, you know, giving love. I mean, I like know Laura likes her words of affirmation, so... Whenever, I mean, I don't always do it all the time, I know, but, you know, I try <laughs> to do it, you know, just because I know that's what she appreciates and that's what she, you know, really needs. Um, so whatever makes Laura happier, really just, like, whatever makes anyone happy, like, I want to try and meet that standard, whatever it is, you know, if it's word for affirmation, gifts, whatever, you know, from the love languages, you know, it's, because each person has their own, you know, um, way of wanting to receive love, so I think it's kind of important to kind of so when I walk up to that. you and I want a hug. You can get a hug, Megan, if you need the hug. Yeah. Yeah. Before <laughs> we started, he was like anything but touched. Like, <laughs> he gives good hugs, I mean, though. preferably, but, yeah. you know. It might be kind of weird. If that's what you need. Hey, pal. Like the side uncle. Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, old pal. Uh, I oh, will goodness. say, though, one of the best things about Alex giving love um, I know. I have a sorry, Megan poked my shoulders because I I'm wearing an old sorority shirt, uh, and it has like the lumps from the hanger on we it. We're way just, too distracted today. I know. I just couldn't. I just I didn't care. Um, with Alex giving love, he so whenever he gives me a gift for birthdays, Christmas, whatever, um, we never tell each other what the what we want. And what's so fun about that is I know that whatever Alex is giving me, he has, he has put genuine thought into it, and he knows it's something that I would like based on something I've said, and I've always just loved that about him so much. Don't don't get embarrassed. Um, like, one of the first gifts he ever gave me was a cross with a Bible verse, and it says, choose joy. And if you know me, you know that choose joy is my life motto. And so that meant that he took what I said, he listened to it, and then he presented me with something as like a physical reminder of it. And that is one of my favorite gifts I have ever been given besides this engagement ring. Uh, <laughs> but Shameless plug there. Shameless plug. He did real good. Um, but yeah, Alex is like, he's very thoughtful when, when he gives love. He takes what you have told him and he remembers it and he shows you that in either actions words or gifts which is really awesome and i'm very grateful for that i like that thank you cool i try (laughs) (laughs) so you're very good at giving love how do you like to receive it don't touch me (laughs) yeah i'm not a big physical touch person which i guess fits right in with the fives but uh (laughs) um you know i guess staying on the love languages is because i do know those very well um probably words of affirmation um is least for me i know i've always gotten that when it comes to taking the love language quiz mm-hmm. you know just kind of almost pick me up it's like i don't it's one of those where <laughs> i don't necessarily need compliments or like want them necessarily but at the same time like they do feel good when you get them i yeah. don't know if that makes any sense at all it's it like, does you necessarily don't necessarily want to seek them out but at the same time you do want to hear that you know affirmation whether it's at work like hey you're doing a good job keep it up or you know, whatever it is, just, I mean, I don't really need much, you know. He's a simple man. I am mm-hmm. a very simple man. Um, I don't, I don't need people to really do much for me. It's, oh, it's I one know. of those, it's a, yeah, I know, you, you don't like that at all. <laughs> you don't want people to do things for you, huh? And he's marrying a two. <laughs> what an interesting combination. Yeah, it's good though. Opposites attract. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. He let. He let. He's never gonna ask you for anything. No, I can do it myself. Yep. Even if it's a glass of water. I can do it myself. I can go. <laughs> I can find the glass. I can, you know, go to the sink or fridge or whatever and pour the water. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, you shouldn't typecast people. But <laughs> but there's always an exception to there's the rule. Always the one where you're like, yep. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for being our one. I wish sometimes we could see our faces on this podcast. I know. But that would make it a vlog, and that's bleh. And that's so much extra work. Uh, we would have to, like, look pretty. 
in that we never look good no. when we're doing these podcasts. No. My hair has not been washed in four days. I slept with my hair like this. I didn't even adjust it. That's why it's not even. It's, it's the like same. It's like a side pony. It's the same. This Alex bun. woke up great. Look at that. Yeah. He's thriving with his, his not beard, but facial hair. Shadow. Yeah. Your shadow. Seven o'clock shadow. Seven o'clock shadow. His yeah. hair. <laughs> has not, he has not brushed. <laughs> It's short enough where it doesn't really matter that much. That's true. Okay, so with the fives, what do you wish people knew about the five? I know it's kind of a hard question. I think one thing for fives, especially for me, I really, especially kind of more recent years, just kind of climate of America, just like learning to kind of see all sides, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's politics or whatever, you know. Um, because, I, I mean, I like to kind of, um, you know, I think it's really important to kind of have the knowledge and insight to, you know, each person's perspective. Because it's more important, or that's very helpful in, like, helping you kind of build your own thoughts and reasoning, too. Mm-hmm. And especially in arguments. I mean, I, I've, I always like to lean towards logic and reason rather than the emotion. Sorry to say that to you, but it's fine. on the more emotional <laughs> side. But, you know, I'm very much kind of all about the facts like I you know any whether it's sports related or whatever yeah I I like to know facts like you know use it in any case just throw it out randomly you know yep um but yeah yeah I mean it actually is very helpful if you are emotions driven like Megan and I um hey hey uh to be around people that will not let you just bask in your emotions for too long. Sometimes we hate the perspective of logic because it's not what we need in that moment. But ultimately, there is comfort in knowing the truth and what is real. So I feel like as for myself, it's always been really nice to have somebody with a logic side to them because I am so emotions driven. So that way when I'm going off my rocker Alex can put me back in the seat because <laughs> he knows he's like is that really what happened are you just overthinking that and I'm like shut up <laughs> but ultimately it's really good oh yeah it's super helpful um to have my couple of friends that are very logical um especially like when I'm kind of retelling a situation that happened mm-hmm. I'm like these are these things that they said and they're like do they did they really say that or is that what you're perceiving it as and I'm <laughs> yes. like be quiet like <laughs> that's not what I said <laughs> I'm perceiving it but I'm gonna tell you because it's more dramatic yes I want you to understand why I'm so dramatic yes and so though my logical friends are very helpful in that um one of my friends he doesn't know his Enneagram type because he refuses to find out um, Maybe he is a five. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but he is very logical, and he roasts me every time. I'm like, this, this is this thing that happened because I'm, like, all about how we both feel and that kind of thing. And he's like, no, this is what happened. Stop putting emotions into it, Megan. Like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> it's not helpful. It, it really is. But, yeah. I like that. It's a great quality mm-hmm. of the fives. Yep. We need it. We need it sometimes. so bad. So we're just here to balance everyone out? Yes. Essentially. That's good, though. Someone's got to do it. Might as well be somebody with a very clear high IQ. On their, yeah. <laughs> a very clear head on their shoulders. And you, you, I feel like you do have a very clear head on your shoulders. Is that the phrase? No. Um, um, no. What is it? Stable head? No. No. Big, no. Big head. You got a big old head on them shoulders. <laughs> the struggle on that. What is that phrase? Someone's going to be like, it's this phrase when they're listening to it. Yeah. And we're just over here struggling. No like, idea no, it's what this it is. Phrase. That's like, I never know the phrase. Like, now we're cooking Level with gas. Headed? Level head. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those theory. Like, you a very strong head. head on your shoulders. You keep saying it out loud in your head eventually. I literally, it's on the tip of my tongue. We're going to be like at the end of the podcast and be like, I know what it It is. It was this. (laughs) Please let us know. Alex is looking at it. So that's that's probably, okay. That's my biggest struggle in life where if there's something I can't remember, whether it's some 
fact about a movie or something, it'll bother me until I look it up to find out what it um, what it is. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, you have to look up all of the information. Like I I can't figure out this I can't figure out this information, so I must Google it. <laughs> like, how did Fives function before Google? Uh, if you know any uh, very old Fives, Kevin. <laughs> Course not very old but he was just before not Google. old but yes yes did you figure it out uh, i'm not getting any signal i'm sorry oh, our God. service is awful in my closet yes because once again we are in the closet he's thinking about it we'll come back to yeah, that if anyone I'm figures it out even if we're in the middle of a totally different conversation please say it in this closet seriously yeah if you figure mm-hmm. it out um <laughs> so sad dear lord (laughs) sunday morning hot mess (laughs) seriously we are all over the place with this episode uh but we love it okay so i feel like that kind of is a good segue though into your favorite thing so we talked about what i guess we kind of didn't really talk about what you wish people knew more of just your favorite thing but do you just what is something you wish people knew i guess just fives it's just kind of a kind of an understanding that you know do need our alone time sometimes. Yeah. It's not that, you know, we don't want to interact with people. It's just more because I've, I, you know, I knew some other fives in college actually like for the same thing where they need just a little bit of independent alone time just yeah. to kind of recharge, so to speak. Because um, I know for me, like, I'm, you know, I don't mind being around a lot of people. Like, if I'm by myself and around a lot of people, I, I'm okay with that. It's just kind of like, being within a crowd but not in the crowd so to speak if that makes any sense yeah um so i wouldn't i don't know if i like the perception like potential perception that like fives are anti-social yeah it's just more you do fine right it's just you know depends on the situation and just kind of um you know again need that recharge time to be Mm -hmm. able to go out and socialize which is a little more probably tiring and um you know effort Yes. Compared to other people. Yes. Yeah. That's actually really good advice. Yeah. So if a five, if you're, I'm going to say ladies, if you're dating or gents, if you're dating a five and they need a second and they don't want to spend every waking minute with you, it's not because they don't love you. It's just because they need to recharge. So don't make it about yourself. Let them do what they need to do. Because if a five is telling you they need something, listen, that is very similar to the two. Yeah. Um, just listen. Let them recharge. There's absolutely nothing wrong with alone time. Yeah, I would seriously say, like, if they... Because it's, it's similar to the two, because the twos are not going to ask for help very often, and the fives are not going to ask for help for a different motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if they're going to ask for help, definitely, definitely yep. help. <clears throat> or if Alex is upfront with how he's feeling, I always soak it in and listen. Like if, him. Yes. Like, if he's like, <laughs> here's a treat. Yes. Um, that's very important, too. Because once a five is comfortable, I mean, Alex tells me what he feels. He's he's very comfortable telling me when he needs alone time. And I usually let him know. I'm just kidding. Um, but once a five is comfortable, once they trust you, it's it's very different than a five that doesn't know you at all. So Yeah, I mean, that that's pretty accurate. I know for me, like... You know, if I'm just meeting someone, I'm not going to be... You're not a seven. ...as open <laughs> about my, like, true self. It's one of those once I get to know you yep. a little bit more, then the kind of, yep. um, you know, crazier side of me comes mm-hmm. out. And, or normal side, whatever you want to call it. The crazy side. <laughs> I love to see the crazy side of Alex. <laughs> crazy Alex is fun. It's very fun. It's okay. I mean, the only time I really experienced is when we went to dinner, but then we got very intoxicated, so then they had to take care of us, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoops. That was a fun night. That was that a was really fun. fun night. Um, Yeah, no, Alex is actually, and I tell people this, that he's very talkative to me. He may not be very talkative with other people, but he'll talk my ear off, yep. which I love. He's giving all kinds of facts and information. Yes, yes. Or, like, if I don't check my phone, sometimes I'll come back and I'll have, like, five text messages about, like, something that happened on Twitter or some political thing. And it's amazing. I'm like, I didn't even know this was going on. So, thank you for telling me. I'm trying to keep you informed on what's going on. Someone's got to. Message, I would like to experience this. Yes. I'm like, yeah, see all the 
photos of uh, tweets and everything. I get a lot of those. Or it'll just be like a dot, 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 and then a screenshot. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I love it so much. Amazing. Okay. Well, is there anything else you want to share with us? Any advice for people who may be dating a five, who are friends with a five, et cetera, et cetera? Um, I don't think so. It's just we're we're, we're people, just like everybody else. He's so. a people. <laughs> That's going to be the quote on the on the graphic. We're, we're people. people. We are we're people. people. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> Fives. The people. <laughs> the people i sang the um preamble the other day which is we the people <laughs> yes that's what should just be on the graphic the and preamble people notice because <laughs> they'll see that before <laughs> um i'm trying to think if there's anything that i wanted to say for anything else since i mean when you dating a five you learn a lot no pun intended that you guys are so smart i feel like um what i have noticed is that fives not every five but a lot of fives love sports love it they love stats they want to know every player they can tell you about racquetball or something i'm just like how do you when do you find the time to learn all this and that's always what blows my mind yeah because that was like hannah's fiance she was like i can ask him anything about sports like she was like i could be like when's the 1982 like, who won the 1982 Super Bowl, and he can give you all this information. He was the Denver Broncos. Just kidding. Oh, I don't God. Know. Oh, I'm just like, kidding. I don't know. <laughs> that one I don't know. We'll Google well. that after this to see if it's true. 1985. <laughs> see, like, like I get into sports, too. Like, baseball is really the one I mainly know That's about. That's his sweet spot. I mean, it's also, I feel like I've got more of a, at least general knowledge of a lot of sports. You do. That I can For share. sure. I mean, baseball just... I can probably throw out random things you probably would never think about. Like Lucas Giolito threw a no hitter a few days ago. Um, he I was know who that he is. was drafted by the Washington Nationals around 2012. Um, then he was traded to the Chicago White Sox. It was one of the worst pitchers statistically in baseball. Then then that was a couple of years ago, and then now finally throws a no hitter, turned around. Now he's one of the top 15 pitchers in baseball. Like. I knew all that. Just throw all that stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, I have. I know exactly who that is. He's my boy. We go way back. I don't even know where the White Sox play. Chicago. <laughs> U.S. Cellular Field. I went to a game there in 2014-ish. <laughs> Making you kill me. You got the Cubs were in Chicago. The Cubs are also in Chicago. There's two baseball teams There's in Chicago? There's two baseball teams. So, like, the White Sox are, like, in, I think, northern part of Chicago, and the Cubs are in south Chicago, Wrigley Field. Oh, no. Megan's got a lot to learn. <laughs> I like the Texas Rangers. That's it. I like to roast the Astros. That's it. Alex is a Braves fan. I am a Braves fan. He, there's pictures of him when he, he's got a football team. The Braves are not a football team. Oh, my God. <laughs> Braves are a baseball team in Atlanta. Oh, Alex is getting a headache. I Go Dallas Stars! <laughs> Woo! The hockey team? Yes. We now, where did the jumping. Dallas Stars used to play before they came to Dallas? Boy, I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> they were in Minnesota. What? The Dallas Stars were in Minnesota? Yeah, I think they were. Sorry if there's a hockey person who hears this and I misspeak here. I think it's the Minnesota North Stars. What? I don't. Why? And they're the same team? Well, then they moved to Dallas. Like, How Several, many years ago. I just know that the Cowboys and the Stars practice in Frisco. Which is where yeah. I used to, well, I, I saw Dak now, Prescott but. at the airport. God. He's a large man. He it's smiled attractive. at me and I looked like a waiter. So He's I'm like, thank attract. you for pretending that you are not laughing at the way I look right now. Thank you. Um, He's a really nice guy. Yes, he is. But guys, that's it. Yay, Megan. And yay, Kiefer's. Established 2021. Woo, woo, woo. Don't even bother, COVID. You're not affected. Get out, it. COVID. Get out of town. How many days left? Usually tell me. Uh, I think we're at 160. That's weird. I know. I started planning really this. Weird. We, sorry. We started planning this wedding. 393 days is when the countdown started, and we're at 160. Wow. It's really strange. It's a little stressful. <laughs> but we're doing great. Okay, Alex, anything else you want to say? Megan, anything else you want to say? Darcy? Um, Darcy's asleep. Good girl. And Alex is the preamble of the Constitution. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, enough said. It was, yeah, it was written with me in mind. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, whoever wrote it. 
Can you tell us who wrote the preamble? Who wrote the preamble? Uh, I don't know. Wow. Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> the accountant. <laughs> I can't. I almost said Ben Franklin, and I was like, I don't think it was him. Probably not. I don't think so. All right, well. He was hanging out with Pierce. That was right. Oh, okay. I thought it was Thomas Jefferson that hung out with Pierce. I think Frank was in France, too. Oh. He's, he knows a lot of history. I asked him about a lot Ben of Franklin was not in Hamilton, so I know. Alexander Hamilton. Um, okay, so Alex, thank you so much, my love, for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. You did so good. Love we'll you, honey. Love you, honey. <laughs> See you back for a pee for patience, because I have none and you have all. guys i'm so glad you got to hear from my lovely fiance alex keeper he is the most amazing man i know and i'm so grateful that he gets to be my husband um his heart his ability to see all sides his calmness about him i just there's nothing about that boy that i do not like um and I really hope that all of you who have an Enneagram 5 in your life can really see the value that they bring to the table because they have qualities that a lot of us more emotional or maybe uh, gut triad, all of us need a 5 in our lives to keep us mellow. Uh, Next week is the Enneagram 6 and our guest is a friend to the podcast she's been on before and you guys will love hearing from her again. Um, And after that, we just have the 7s and then we're done. That is absolutely crazy. But in the meantime, give us a follow on Instagram at p podcast and make sure to follow Megan at the Monday Co. All right, friends, that wraps us up for this week with the Enneagram 5. We will see you next week for the Enneagram 6.